We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough. Step back. Gets up the shot. Banks This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We're coming to you live Sunday, August 7th, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. We've got some cool stuff planned with Daily Thunder coming up soon, so keep your eyes peeled out for that. I'm your host, Jacob Niffin. We've got Taylor Peterson with me. Just uh, missing sports being on during the weekends, ready for the NFL and uh, Ready for college football and and most of all the NBA to come back. We've got Nick Crane. Ready for Jerry Jones to get out of town. <laughs> Speaking we've of got, football. We've got Comey Armoravian. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> no Justin or JD tonight. They are out. I think JD's doing family stuff. Justin has a baby. He's probably pooping training to poop in the pool. Pools. Yeah. Probably. Just like the other ones. We uh, before we get started tonight, want to plug again. We have new uncontested hats. They are awesome. I absolutely love them. They will not be available where you buy your uncontested shirts at. These are special pre-order only, and we are ordering hats at the end of this week. So if you want an uncontested hat, which they look awesome, they got that big U on the front, uncontested Thunder U, a little bit of a crossover here. If you want one of these hats, you have to pre-order this week. Taylor has just dropped the Google form in the YouTube chat if you're watching us live. If you are not watching us live and you're listening to the podcast form of this, you can check out our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Even you can find our post on Reddit to get the Google link to the Google form link to pre-order these hats. We take Apple Pay, Cash App, uh, Venmo. PayPal. So order your shirt. You guys are idiots. <laughs> if I keep going this way, will I pop up on Jacob's screen? <laughs> so order your uncontested hats. Uh, we are super excited to get these out into the world. 
<laughs> now we really look like idiots for uh, those listening. It reminds me of that Rick and Morty fun. episode where there's Pykel Thompson and, and something else, and they're like the guys that have different shows, but they're yeah. actually connected. Yeah, I have zero idea what's going on. Screen to screen. I'm not a Rick and Morty guy. Uh, all right, gentlemen, there is like no NBA stuff going on at all right now. Lots of NBA pods are just recycling content, trying to find whatever they can find to talk about. A lot of people are just talking about the same stuff. Don't really want to do that. Uh, we're, we try to keep stuff as original as possible here on The Uncontested. So I came up with a plan tonight to do a different style podcast. We're going to see how this goes. Uh, to keep the content fresh, here's how this is going to work. It's, it's the headline game. So earlier today, JD and I, came up with like 15 different news article headlines, things you might find on Bleacher Report, ESPN, Daily Thunder, um, SI Thunder, all these different websites. And we just made up some headlines that maybe, maybe not, uh, will come across during next season. I'm going to read you guys a headline, and then you have to give the listeners context to that headline so how did this come to be what happened how how was the season going if this thing be- became a headline etc cetera, etc cetera. does that make sense got it these are yeah. s- specifically designed for you guys um to go down the rabbit hole to really hypothesize um just to have a blast with so uh let's get this Fired up. The first headline, gentlemen, I'm just going to, I have a whole bunch here. I'm just going to pick all around the place. The first headline is OKC Thunder get two players on the all NBA rookie team. Mm. It's an interesting one. I mean, I think pending injury, we all can probably say that Chet's going to be a lock. And if not, going on down the hypothetical route, like something went terribly wrong <laughs> this season, but based off how he's looked very, very early, um, I would assume that Chet will be on one of those two teams. Yeah. I think Jada in that situation has to either pop early or someone ahead of him in the starting lineup got hurt. We've talked about it a lot. Like he could really, any of the five starters could get hurt and they could reconfigure the lineup to where Jada could, could be the temporary starter, whether that's playing small ball four or on the wing or as a two guard, whatever it might be. Um, so if this headline were to happen, I, I would I would almost think there was some sort of major injury, whether it be Dort, Shea, or Lou, likely. Obviously, couldn't be Chet, because if Chet got injured, there couldn't be two guys. Dort, Shea, or Lou? Giddy. <laughs> I tease. I tease. <laughs> Lou, Lou, Giddy, and Josh Dort. Um but I, I do think it there would have to be some sort of injury to one of those those three starting guards for this headline to be valid. Interesting. How many people are on the how how many are all on the all rookie team? There's two teams and it does they do not delineate based off of position. Uh, position. position. It's just five guys on the first team, five guys on the second team. Yeah, Chet seems like a guy that obviously would make it, right? I mean, just by how much playing time he's going to get, how many looks he's going to get, and how I successful I think he'll be, especially while playing with guys like Josh and Shea. It, the other one would be, all right, 
did Sam Presti really knock it out of the park here with number 12? Um, when we talk about a J dub, like, is he actually knocking it out of the park here? Um, or is the class around them actually a lot better than was kind of advertised because you had guys that had a lot of upside, but then you also had players that people were like, but that man, they have some really mega downsides and they could fly anywhere from, you know, six to 14. And so it's like, okay, what is Presti's doing here? And also that as far as getting J-Dub in, because I think we would all agree he would be the second one in, right? Is uh, yep. what what are they doing uh, off the bench? Uh, who's initiating offense? How are they playing uh, J-Dub with a Trey Mann? Uh, and that's what I would say is the kind of the context behind that. I agree. I think you're spot on there, Kamiar. Like the other thing too, to Nick's point, if it's not an injury, or even if it is, like one thing that we're talking a lot about this season is Maybe more than ever, it kind of feels like we're coming to a a point where, you know, after this season, we keep talking about the 2023 year where the Thunder are officially going to, you know, push that button to use Sam Presti's analogy. And it feels like this season, no, they aren't. We don't necessarily think they're going to like hard on. <laughs> uh, I should probably use different phrasing there that they are going to just like go all in on the tank like they had the previous two Pause. seasons. Pause. <laughs> I'm a child. Uncontested after dark, baby. That's right. But on the Lord's Day, Taylor. <laughs> on a Sunday. Record on a Sunday. <laughs> but even then, like I, I think because of that, even if we don't see them quote unquote push that button and go and trade for players or whatever it may be, like there's going to be a lot of uh roster development and exploration is going to occur this season where we're we're going to you know, guys like Poku are going to be uh it's kind of a you know approve it season for him basically in a, a similar situation so because of that i just don't know if Jalen j-dub is even going to get the opportunity to put up the stats and even get the minutes that an all nba or an, an all rookie would get if that makes sense or making it fun usman jang makes the nba all or the g league all rookie team oh there you go and Ooh, somebody two. has a clickbait headline that says two <laughs> players <love> <laughs> And that could be another alternate reality. Boom. That's fun. Well, okay, let's move on to headline number two then, Nick. That's a great segue. Headline number two, Usman Jang shines in fifth straight Thunder start. That headline releases March 29th, yeah. 2023. And that is going to ask real thing. <laughs> I was like, who's hurt? Middle of or the is this at the very end of the season? Exactly. <laughs> Those were my two questions. <laughs> exactly. I think there's a real chance he does start five straight games this year. Like, I really do. It's going to be late, probably. But um, I think everybody on this roster that's on the 15 man roster, and Jacob, I don't know if you can pull up the stats on this uh, on the side. I think every player on the 15-man roster will start at least five games, and I have a feeling everybody on the 15-man last year probably did too. I mean, even guys that weren't on the 15-man that were like on 10 days and stuff started multiple games. So, I'd, At some point, Jang, it may not be five straight, but he will start five games this year. There's almost no doubt in my mind. I like that. And like to my earlier point, just so people don't think I'm contradicting myself, like I I, I don't think come March 29th, whatever date you threw out there, Nick, that – like Josh Giddy sitting, Shea sitting, Lou sitting, and we're starting Usman and you know Teo if he's still on the team, that kind of thing. 
but I do think we'll see, to your point, some of those guys rotated in into a starting position. Uh, I think we saw that like two years ago where Shea was still playing, but we saw like Roby start with them. We yep. saw some of these, uh, you know, I, I don't think Veet started with them, but still, to my point, I, I don't think we're really going to see them sit a bunch of those guys, but I could totally see them rotating in the Jangs and the J-Dubs in that starting lineup. Not to get us too off topic with the Jang conversation real fast, but Nick, you said like, can you bring up who started like how many games last year? Fun trivia question real fast. And just for reference, mm. I just looked this up. It's on basketball reference. How many human beings played in an OKC Thunder basketball game last year with a Thunder jersey on? Anyone want to take a stab at it? Uh, 23. Probably more than that. How many suited up or played? How many got into a basketball game? 25 Taylor you got a number oh I'm staying with 23 23 25 Taylor what's your guess man that's really hard let's, for the heck of it let's go like 27 between G League guys and like two way guys he, he prices right at us I did 26 <laughs> So he busted. Oh, okay, so it we were all, we're all, we're all close. This is why we need... Yeah, Taylor bust. Taylor, uh, Nick <laughs> would get to get on stage with the Price is Right guy. This Man. is why we need JD on the pod, because we're missing the, Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. <laughs> we don't need sounders when you're doing it. Yeah, and then that's with, true. with the Usman talk that you got you brought up, we talked about it on the pod, uh, pod prior, this or that. Uh, was it, What was the exact question about like Poku or Jang plays more minutes with OKC this mm-hmm. coming season? It's like kind of like one of those things. Very similar. There was 10 guys that started three or less games for the Thunder last year. Good grief. 10 guys. The tank commanders. I didn't even realize Paul Watson played nine games last year. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, I did either. Jalen Horde, if you go back, like if you do fantasy basketball, if you go back and you're going to like do a draft and you sorted the draft by like last year's stats, fantasy points per minute, Jalen Horde looks like a, a young rising star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's stupid. That just goes to show you people, people box score watch. Hey, Moses Brown, looking at you. Um, there's a lot more to it. Why than, did the than, Thunder than, wave Isaiah Roby? There's a lot more to it than the box score. Yep. Um, yeah. ju- just to prove that time is a completely flat circle, um, I-, I just mentioned um, Paul Watson played for the Thunder last year. Nine games played, three games started. Gary Deck played seven games last season. Yeah. How is that even possible? That Feels is like he crazy. hasn't been on the team for two years. That's a lot of turtles. That does not feel like the same season. You guys, you guys have any more thoughts on the headline Usman Jang shines and fifth straight Thunder start start? Besides you guys are all saying it's because they're tanking. My only thought is actually a question. If he's shining through these five games, what's his stat line to be considered shining? Yeah, he's like that tall playmaker shot isn't really there yet, but he likes to shoot the three off a step back. It's like what is shining? What what could you say like I mean it wouldn't be twenty points. It would be like that'd be a lot. It would be filling the stat sheet, right? It'd feel like Josh Giddy numbers. I feel like that's but exactly less. what I was thinking. Like thirteen seven and four, right? That would be really nice. That'd for be him shining. That would you, be absolutely shining because you know he's getting all those points at the rim. 
you you know he's getting rebounds and he's a he likes to play make and get assists. That's the kind of guy he is. So that's what I would say would be shining, maybe. Like, what do you guys think? I agree completely. Before you said that, I was thinking 14, eight assists, and like yeah. two rebounds. We bring it up a good point. Like, I might be undervaluing his rebound to an extent. But if he's putting up those kind of stats, like I think we're pretty excited about what he's doing. Yep. And I think that also means that he's like taking on a little more primary ball handler duties, even though we know the Thunder play positionless. So that'd if, be exciting as well. If Usman has 40 assists through five games, we're not talking about shining. The headline's going to be, holy shit, the Thunder got a steal. Yeah. Oh, that's, well, that's well I was level. thinking, like, also, if you put that up in a single game. Press he's like, a genius by buying that pick. <laughs> yeah. Also, shining is a very subjective term, and it depends yeah. on who wrote this article. <laughs> yeah. Right? So. Good point. All right, let's go to another one. Um, I, I have a lot of fun headlines here. Let, let's just rip the Band-Aid off and go with this one. This may be my favorite one. This is the first one I came up with. <laughs> Shea Gilgis Alexander joins Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul as only all NBA guards in Thunder history. Ballsack sports. <laughs> <laughs> Fake woes? Like, come on. That would, that would be... That would be... Give us the context. If this was an actual headline on ESPN.com, Shane Gilgis Alexander joins Russ and CP3 as only all NBA guards in Thunder history. The context is he got traded to a contender where he made the all NBA team but spent part of the season with OKC and therefore <laughs> Oklahoma City. It's okay, the so, dark so timeline, Taylor. If this, if this was a headline, the the deck, like the basically the, the, the intro to the story once you click on the headline is SGA has led the Thunder to a top five seed in the West. That is the only way. Yeah, I, I was think I was thinking of a. He had a hell of a season. First of all, secondly, obviously you would have to to make the All NBA team. Secondly, I would say they probably got a lot more televised games that year. Yeah, that's a great point. Also, so this is literally the only one that I actually like pulled up stuff for. Uh, for like a small exercise here, I don't want to go through all three all NBA teams <laughs> just because we have a lot of fun ones I do want to get to. But do could we all agree quickly that if he were to make an all NBA team next season, it probably would be 13? Do we probably agree there? Okay. Not a problem. So let's go through the five uh, all NBA 13 from last all season. All NBA is is based on position. Yes. Yes, center is forward, two, two guard. Sorry, two forwards, two guards, and a center. They do. They dumb. still do center. I thought they got rid of center and they just did front court, back court. Is that all? No, they, they still have center. That's why. That's why Embiid so was second dumb. MVP, but also second team. So dumb. Gotcha. Yep, that's exactly yeah. Okay. So first one here is the center uh, for the third team, and it's uh, Cat. If we look at the win total for the Timberwolves, they were forty six and thirty six. Next one is LeBron in LA. Not much, actually worse. 33 and 49. Okay, but that's LeBron, I guess. Uh, Chris Paul, we know Phoenix they was won good. Like 60 they games. won a lot. Trey, this one's a little more interesting. Trey Young with the Hawks. Uh, they were 43 wins, so very similar there to Cat and the Wolves. Last one is Pascal Siakam, another interesting one with Raptors, 48 wins. They had a pretty good, all that to say, like with the exception of LeBron, the Thunder would have to be winning. Would have to have win a, a winning more record. Games. Yeah, and, have, yeah. have a winning record. Be over five hundred for Shea to get that All NBA team. But maybe just like a question t- to you all, I'm weirdly starting to feel more and more confident that Shea could potentially get an All Star nod this season. 
I mean, could he still I, do that and, and not really be close to getting all NBA? Yeah. Is that a thing that could happen? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, you're talking top, top 24, top 30 players versus top 15. True. I, I definitely think all star is in the cards this year. 100%. But again, winning is going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, you said all you said here was future OKC headlines. You didn't say it had to be this upcoming season. Oh, well, that's a good point. Taylor's oh, thinking well. outside the box. Yeah. I mean, it's people in 2026. Taylor woke AF. People put up <laughs> such a fuss about Russ winning the MVP because of the win numbers OKC had. Yeah. Well, that's like look. the biggest argument against it. Uh-huh. With with Taylor's logic, do we all agree or maybe I should frame it differently because I, I think this is the case. Do you guys think SGA will finish his career with at least one All NBA selection? Yes. Yes. I do too. Yeah. Sounds good. At least one. Like yeah. he hasn't, the, the man's like three, four years away from his prime. Yeah. I would argue that he probably should have already, if, if not probably should have, if he played for a play in level team the past two years, he would already have one, maybe two all stars. Oh yeah, two I two years ago for sure. Like let's I just mean, say two that... years ago, he the numbers were ridiculous. You know, so I I think if he was playing on a San Antonio Spurs level team from the past couple of years, he probably already has a couple all stars under his belt. If the Thunder kept Chris Paul in that squad and ran it mm-hmm. back, kind of retooled to use a popular modern uh, term, yeah, I I. I agree. I think he's made at least one. Okay. Next headline. <laughs> These are so much. You know fun. they're good. What was, what when when Jacob starts giggling, he, he like took a breath and then he was like, <gasps> and then kind of I, I just, just I love like, smiled these at the camera. I'm so <laughs> proud of myself. Someone should hire me as a headline writer. No Mr. Unreliables over here. Just straight heat every day. Next one. Clutch. K-L-U-T-C-H. Clutch City. Darius Baisley scores nine points off the bench in his LA Lakers debut. Um, that box score sounds about right. I'll start there. Um, good grief! Like it would like be the, the ultimate clutch team. It would be, and it wouldn't shock me if if he was on the Lakers next year or after free agency. Um. How so? Let's let's hypothetically say this is a real headline, meaning he got traded to the Lakers this yeah. year. Yep. Does that mean Oklahoma City has one of those two future firsts? Do they have Taylor Horton Tucker? Who who do they have? So if if this headline is real, I mean, you scroll through and you see this, what did Oklahoma City get in return from the Lakers? See, that, I was thinking about this. That was my exact response. I was they got like, two seconds in an open roster spot. My my, I was like, how many second rounders did OKC just get? <laughs> that yeah. was the first thing that ran yep. through my head. The like, roster spot. I mean, like, yeah, like that's, that's kind of like, is that not his value right now? That's about. What what was the return for Hamadou Diallo? Svima Hailuk in a second? Yep. Hmm? I'm just saying. Yep. Felt like Hami was uh, a bit more productive mm. that last year. It depends Close. on it, it. Man, it just really depends on what which base you're looking at. Are you looking at what we've seen this in his entire career, 
or are you really looking at, hey, maybe did he turn a corner in the second half of the year, and then you're abate you're abatedly waiting um, this upcoming season to see is he really owning that role and is he really settling into that role? Because I think that will heighten his um, value, but I don't, I still don't think it goes past the second rounder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the age is a factor there too, right? He's still incredibly young, like we talked about, but even then I'm with you both. I mean, Bays might start a lot of games in LA with AD with the sore pinky toe on the sideline <laughs> in, a, in a dress suit. And LeBron on his fourth straight game of, rest they could still throw lobs to him at least so there's that i saw someone nicknamed him anthony day to davis <laughs> i thought that was that's pretty so good, good. That's a good the one. internet awesome. is undefeated uh you guys have any more thoughts on this headline this one was a little more straightforward i feel like what's what's his assuming he's traded the lakers and they want to keep him longer term what's his contract with clutch and the lakers <laughs> oh clutch will get him paid point what's paid 440 I was thinking three thirty, so ten mil over ten a year. year for a twenty-one. I mean, look, that's not too rich. Nothing against Taylor Horton Tucker. I think he's a decent player, but Lakers fans think he is like prime Jordan, like mixed with AI. Like you know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and look what contract he got. And really, like what has Taylor Horton Tucker really like accomplished in the league? You know, um, Clutch will get him paid. That's he looks really good. Does. He looks really, really, really good in preseason and summer league. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Uh, next headline: OKC Thunder trades picks and players at deadline to capitalize on successful season. Um, so this goes hand in hand with Shale NBA. If this is happening, I think the Thunder are firmly in the race for the playoffs. Shea is already an all-star, all-star breaks before the deadline or after? It's before. before. So, so I was thinking both. that too. Shea is an all-star as this is happening. Um, they have a winning record. They have a winning Fair record. Point. Like they, they took are, that Memphis Grizzlies step. Yeah. Yeah. I like they're, that. They're trading. What What was the headline, Jacob? Young player and picks? And picks. Under trade players and picks. So I think so, the last thing that would have to happen there is deadline. a star player becomes available, right? To you, capitalize on successful season. This is why I am very, very for keeping around Derek Favors and saying goodbye to Teo and Veet and all these other guys, because if you don't think they're going to be contributors in five years, sorry. Uh, Favors is probably the only guy that has a contract outside of Dort that can get a deal like this done, so he gives you flexibility. So I think this would be, if, if you opened up the story, it would be Dort, Favors, Trey Mann, and three picks for this player. Who's this player? Hmm. This player is OG and Anobi. Oh. Yeah. Mm. That seems a. Uh, that's a lot for OG. That's rich. That's a lot for yeah. OG. Well, I was about to say, I was like, that's you, you, a little You gave me the hypothetical and then made me give a, give a player. <laughs> what, so if it's like another, a, what if it's another Toronto guy? Pascal? What if it's Pascal? I don't, I wouldn't, I give up more for OG than Pascal. How many picks do you think Boston wants for Jalen Brown? 
oh, oh that I don't. package I would get from Jalen in a heartbeat, but they're not taking it. You, but like, how many picks do you think Boston, after seeing, because OKC, what they did with Paul George, that was like, that created the new denominator of what star players are getting traded for or what players in general are getting yep. traded for around the league as far as pick compensation and stuff like that. And so now you see like out, more outrageous numbers of picks going out there for yep. players that I don't think necessarily deserve it. And so like what, the, what would a Jalen Brown in your mind, Ooh. especially with the bot with the, with what they're doing in Boston and their front office and, and how they view Jalen Brown, how just the league views Jalen Brown. What is his value? How many first round picks and what players do you think it would realistically take to get him? I, I, I have, sorry, Nick, do you mind if I take this real fast? Go ahead, go ahead. If I am the Boston front office, I would only trade Jalen Brown in a package to get somebody that is significantly better than Jalen Brown. Agreed. That's why the KD talk back in the day, the Kawhi talk. I, I, I'm I not trading Jalen Brown for every single Thunder pick that they own. Nope. I'm oh, yeah, only no, taking, trading him for, for a, a player that's way better than him. I'm just, I'm just strictly asking Agreed. what is but his value. If you're able to trade Jalen Brown for that package and then flip those assets for Kevin Durant. Oh, it's like a three-teamer. So, so is this a hot take? I, I've, <laughs> I've floated it to people and they've told me I'm crazy but i i don't think it's that crazy <laughs> floated over here we'll see i would rather have i don't care what team you are this is not just like one of those hypothetical like team a team b i would rather have jalen brown than Donovan mitchell and it's not close same no i'm with you same people were telling me i'm crazy i'm like really if if donovan's getting you seven or eight firsts and young prospects jalen's getting you more and they told me i was crazy no. If Donovan Mitchell was like five inches taller, I would say you're crazy. Uh, but just by the sheer, he's six ab- two. Yeah, just <laughs> just by the sheer ability of Jalen Brown, um, the guy is cerebral, is very intelligent. How defensive minded he is, and how physical he is, and just like the amount of shooting he has is just it, like just. Just what he, what I thought he was going to be. I thought it was going to be a bust, um, and then when he turned out to be something really special next to Jason Tatum, and could be really something special, I think just by himself somewhere in a market. Uh, yeah, I'd take Jalen Brown. I've been I a agree. huge Jalen, and J- you guys can all attest this. I've been a huge Jalen Brown stand yeah. for a long time. I think we all are. Honestly, I love the guy. Danny in the chat says Thunder trade favors Baisley Wiggins. Two seconds, two firsts. That's a rich package for Miles Turner. I, so, two two part answer. I think Miles Turner would be a fantastic fit next to Chet. They would be the the I most dynamic defensive front court, and they can also both space the floor. But Miles Turner is about to be an unrestricted free agent. You do not give up that much for six months of him. That's a good Agreed. point. If he was on a longer contract, I don't hate that. He's not a great, it's not not a great, great, great year by year contract. Like what he's getting paid is, I think is well worth what he produces, but I I don't think you trade that kind of capital for a guy that could walk in the summer. He's only only 26. So that makes him like, that would make him like the second oldest Thunder player. He'd be awesome in Oklahoma city. I'm going to throw one out going back to our headline again, Thunder trade picks and players uh, to capitalize on successful season. The, the, 
package that Nick mentioned for OG? That wasn't a package for OG, just to be clear. <laughs> that was a package for a hypothetical player, and then you wound me back. Yeah, to you flustered OG. Nick. How dare you? <laughs> you, that, you let's, that, let's put the context here. You gave him a pop here. quiz. That, 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 same, not fair. That, that same trade package to Brooklyn for Ben Simmons. Your oh, front court is, is Ben and Chet. So... Are you, is this you saying you would prefer to have Ben than OG? No, I'm just I'm just throwing something out there to see what you guys think. <laughs> I'm just trying to put words in your mouth now. I'm just kidding. Also, it uh, solves if actually take one of the firsts off the table because this solves Brooklyn's problem of we can't take a a guy who's on a rookie scale max extension because we already have Ben because that's the stupidest rule. So they can the trade CBA. for Bam then, huh? So they could yeah. trade for a Bam or uh, whoever. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering That's immediately who OKC is trading Ben Simmons for then, because then you have Josh Giddy and then you have great value, bigger Josh Giddy. And like, I'm not, <laughs> you got I'm not Chip really England, baby. The shot doctor no, no. is on a house I, no, call. No, well, there is a part of you who had that. That was my initial thought. Tommy R is like, you have, Oose, you have Giddy, obviously Shay. It just, it feels like a, another ball handler, right? Even though, you know, Ben can do a little bit of everything. But at the same time, we're seeing what Presti's doing, going all in in this direction. He's saying, no, it doesn't matter if these guys are, are primary ball. Like, they can do everything. Ben does fit that mold. So it, I don't know if he would give up that much to Nick's original hypothetical trade package for Simmons. But he's about to enter his he prime. Fits, he's 26. Yeah, he fits okay, what Presti so wants to do. We have no clue what Ben Simmons looks like or if yep. he'll ever play the game basketball again, frankly. Like, who knows? But if there was a guarantee or you like you somehow knew he was for sure going to play or he came in for a workout or, or he played the first 10 games of the year in Brooklyn and you're like, okay, this guy's back. This dude was an all-star like three years in a row before this whole debacle. It he was a playoffs. A spectacular defender. He is a spectacular. Arguably defensive player of the year. A spectacular passer. He just gets trolled on Twitter for a shot and had yep. a very underwhelming playoff performance. Like, put all that aside. If you know he's playing and he's back to what he, even what he was before all this, you you trade a lot for Ben Simmons. If you're ready to push the button, that is. If you're ready to push the button, I don't think what? they are. But if they were, I start to wonder how much spacing you would have on the floor. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's, that's a really good point. Also, if. You, you got a hell of a defensive lineup that you can hell the, just, the wing the wingspan is stupid already like you like it, it we talk about how it's positionless basketball you could play ben at the five yes next to chet that's wild yes put him in the jre role this year like that's fun. dude be nice be very nice yeah, you put those two guys in the front court. Or shit, Sam, so, Sam plays chess, and he says, I know Ben Simmons is not playing this year. We're going to trade for him. He's going to sit on the bench, and we're going to tank, tank it out. Tank, tank. <laughs> there you go. Uh, last question on this headline. The, the end of it says, to capitalize on successful season. I want you guys each to tell me, from 1 through 15 in the Western Conference standings, where do the Thunder have to be entering the February trade deadline, like entering the month of February, which position do they have to be in for Sam Presti to say, I'm ready to press the button. Like this is exceeding expectations. We should push in instead of tanking one more year. 
I think like my personal belief would differ than Sam's. Like I think for me, I may be willing to do it as as low low as like seed seven, but I think for Presley, you'd have to be top five in the West. I think there's a big component of the spread. Like if you're six, but you're four games out of eleven, I still don't think six does it right. Like you can easily fall four games but if you're four games from two or one right that's a good point or if you're six and there's a nine or ten game gap between six and ten or eleven it's like you're not gonna do that probably can't tank that far teams playing well the guys are getting this first taste of victory and being good like you don't pull that from them so for me it's more of a what's the game difference between a potential top seven eight pick and just pushing where you're at but that probably would be five or six, like but based on history. The I'm other aspect of this, totals. I'm just right. looking at win totals. <laughs> but the other aspect of this too, right? It's like even if you know the Thunder have however many win wins to your point, Kami are, and to your point, Nick, even if they are like four games within first place at like seed six in the West, heading into All Star break, Presti's not going to make that trigger. He isn't going to call every of the you know every of the other 29 teams to see which best player is available and then pull the trigger on that said player he's only going to do so if that player also becomes available at that time, right? So if yeah. it is an OG, if it is somebody bigger, and it just so happens to, that player is available around this time, then sure. But he, like I said, he's not just going to trade for somebody just because the team's outperforming. Has Has Sam ever made a trade where he didn't have the leverage? Like, even when Paul George said, I'm out of here, find me a partner, he still found a way to have the leverage in the situation. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. I mean, Pressy did. <laughs> he... There were some trades early, early on, I would say, but recently, almost always has the leverage. He finds the leverage. He he looks he 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 appears to be the guy that oh wow PG needs out and then oh because now they got to go for Russ and he still comes out on top. Every I think you could argue that he did not have the leverage to trade with New York for pick eleven. But I think that's the benefit of having so many. I think, he, I think he did have the leverage because he knows what those three picks are ultimately going to get packaged for. That's true. That's true. Before we get on to our next headline, let's take a quick minute to tell the people about our shirts. Don't forget to order an uncontested hat. Go hit the Google form if you're watching live. It's up in the comments uh, from earlier. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, go check out any of our social media feeds where you can get the Google form for the hats. Uh, And we will be back after these quick messages. What's up, Thunder fans? This is Jacob from the Uncontested Podcast. And I'm here to let you know that we have fully redesigned our merch store to get you the best Thunder swag available. Just visit cottonbureau.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find all of our new designs. That's C-O-T-T-O-N. B-U-R-E-A-U.com and search The Uncontested Podcast to find new drops like Josh Giddy's Wizard of Oz or an ode to the Trey Man Step Back. We've also got all the classics like Dortal Combat, Lu Tang Clan, and everyone's favorite MVP, Shay Gilgis Alexander. The best part? You can get any design and the style of apparel you want. So if you're gearing up for the summer and want a tank top, needing a hoodie for the winter in Australia, 
or you're wanting a Pokemon onesie for your baby, we've got you covered. Make sure to go to CottonBureau.com and search The Uncontested Podcast to get your new Thunder Gear today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we are back. Let's do some more Thunder headlines, guys. This next one, I'm interested to see if you guys take this one positively or negatively. Headline is Alexei Pokashevsky notches second triple-double in a row for the Oklahoma City Blue. So when I was reading this earlier, I laughed out loud because I saw Oklahoma City and then I saw a blue tagged onto it. And I was like, that's really mean. Um, <laughs> I mean, but this we've talked about it several times. And I would say uh, I would say if, if that's the headline, I mean, good for Bayes in that he probably needs to go back to the lab to work on some stuff but that doesn't look promising for the next year of his career in the NBA or with the OKC Thunder, at least. If Alexei Pokashevsky is playing very many games in the G League this year, it is not good. Like, he is to the point now, if he can't figure it out and be a passable player on the NBA floor, He's he's beyond going down to the G League, getting some reps and some um, confidence and the flow. Like beyond that, yeah, if I agree. That's, if that's where I'm at. If he's notching triple doubles in the G League, that means Usman Jang's up there balling in the NBA in his spot, like flat out. He should not be in the G League very much this year. Like I was thinking, if he's in the G League, what has gone horribly wrong? Like more horribly wrong than last year where he did st- he spent a little stint in the G League and came back with more newfound confidence but 
I mean, what has gone wrong within this last year development where he's in the G League once again? That was the first thing that I thought of, Nick. So he shouldn't even be there. No, I, and we're, I getting, we're getting to the point where like Poku as a prospect, the first couple of years in the NBA, it was like, send him to the blue, let him do his thing, do his Poku behind the back, behind the head, whatever he wants to do. We're getting to the point where this team is starting to form as a real team where there's players and roles and positions and you can kind of start to see where they're going to be in five years. We're to the point where Poku probably will never be a primary score. Like we thought maybe he could be like that ceiling is starting to lower a bit at this point. It's like, go prove you can play a role and you can play 15 meaningful minutes on the NBA floor. Like we're beyond, maybe he can be a seven foot point guard that plays. Like it's, it's not happening. He, he's got to be a role player at this point. I do not see him being a star. And as such, he needs to figure it out in the NBA. Feels yeah. very beyond the whole. He can be Sam Presti's unicorn yeah. that they found. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. He has the same place as Giannis. He, yeah. he could still be a very, very good role player. Like a seven-footer that can defend, be disruptive, knock down threes is humongous. Could be a very impactful player. But I think we're beyond him being like this unicorn starter that that just like was a steal in the draft untapped potential i agree yeah, we're beyond that i think the the first thing i saw reading this is to your guys's point it's just kind of like sad because i know if i were to read this headline i would still just be a little bit torn because there would just be that little part of me that's like well he's performing well again in the g league what if he did get it another shot you know what i mean i would rather him just flame out and glory in his poku glory behind the back out of bounds passes than to see him you know get relegated down to the the g league and and um to show us just a few more glimmers of hope <laughs> just, <laughs> don't let me down easy it's time to just cut the ties all right let's go <laughs> with another negative headline thunder make trade deadline trade look to solidify their worst record in the league for Victor Wimbanyama sweepstakes. I don't think that happens. <laughs> Nick, that's I, not I, the I, point of the exercise. I know, damn I know. It. <laughs> that, that's, that's, I'm, I'm saying this because... False. Nick just I'm, pulled a fake news on no, us. No, but that's, no, no, no. That's why, but that's why I think that we were <laughs> all like, so hesitant to exactly, say something. Exactly, exactly. Like, we I we were, think it feels realistic. We were all silent, and I had to give that carrot because we're all sitting here thinking, what the hell is this scenario? Yeah. Um, if this happens, and again, I don't think it does happen because the bottom three teams have the 14% chance. And I guess this in this hypothetical, maybe they were like the fourth best odds, and this gets into third. But like, there's so much that happens between the trade deadline and the end of the season that I don't think you... Like, what, what trade... Makes you worse, but also makes your future better. Oh, I've got one. That makes sense. (laughs) Thunder make a trade, so therefore this would have to be, obviously, before the trade deadline. And that means that Shay's... I mean, I made a joke about this earlier, and I joked... Are you saying Shay's getting traded in this scenario? I'm saying he he requests a trade. (laughs) So you trade him, you capitalize off of it, you get future picks, maybe some younger assets, and you're there for it. You 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 ready for a take? Yeah. You ready for a take? Yeah, sure. If I'm Sam Presti... And Shea Gilgis Alexander, who has not yet been an All Star or an All NBA player, another five and years has on his contract, five years with no player option, comes to me and says, "I want to trade." I'm gonna say, "Okay, <laughs> go back to the bench." Like I'm not trading him. No, you know, there's yeah. we like to bitch a bunch about how 
players run the league and they can force their way out of anything. It's like five players that can do that realistically, right? Like if Pascal Siakam said, I demanded a trade right now, the Raptors can just tell him to shut the hell up. You know, yeah. if Scotty Pippen can't even do it, Shady's not gonna do it. <laughs> well, shit, K- KD's doing it, and they can't fight. Yeah, <laughs> you. you right not point. only do you have to request the trade, the team has to find a trade they're willing to do. And if that's not a possibility, yeah. you gotta say, "Well, I'm back." Yeah, and, and the argument, thing, against, the argument against like, "Oh, you're not gonna trade him when he demanded a trade." He's gonna sit out. You know what Sam Presti's gonna say? Please, okay, sit out. Let my ass tank for the rest of the so year. Here, here's the headline: Shagel to Alexander demands trade. Presti says sit. Thunder get worst record. Draft Victor Wembanyama, and then they trade him. <laughs> Shay withdraws trade. Trade request. Yeah. All right. Let's shift to a more positive headline. <laughs> that one got that one got turbulent for a second. I like it. <laughs> headline: Thunder beat Timberwolves to take two one series lead. Oh, that's happening in the second round. Five. That's happening in the second round somewhere. No, this is a headline for next year, yeah, Taylor. Yeah. Not twenty twenty five, you bastard. <laughs> um, oh boy, it's happening in the second round, and I'm assuming that either Rudy Gobert has been played off the floor once again, or Cat <laughs> is just getting dunked on every other play. I would also say to tie this back to an earlier headline that we did. Uh, if we read this headline next, what would that be? April. Then we also read a, a headline earlier in the season that the OKC Thunder trade picks in players at deadline to capitalize on successful season. If this is a headline, we are podcasting around that time talking about whether or not Chet deserves LNBA. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's actually probably very accurate if they're if they're in the playoffs and they're at a 2-1 series lead barring the crazy trade like taylor talked about like shay can only get so much better even with the crazy trade i think you're yeah you're like right. like shay shay could average 38 and 7 and that's incredible but it's not like that's six points a game better a couple of a couple boards like they're that doesn't make the thunder a, a playoff team right if shay goes off like that this would be a Chet or a Josh popping off if they got this far. It also makes me wonder if there would be like some sort of players union issue where you have a lot of rookies playing just to get their names out there <laughs> and or how many other players in the West got hurt that year just because like with what the Wolves are going to walk into this year, the Timberwolves with Ant, then you have the two big guys down down low. Like they're going to... They- and D'Lo! Yeah, and D'Lo, you're going to have McDaniels? A, a, a possible top five seed, yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, like, OKC would really have to markedly improve or, like, t- to Taylor's point, have made a substantial trade uh, with a uh, successful season or something uh, because that that's going to be a tough team. That's going to be a tough team for OKC in general considering – who their front court is and who OKC's front court will be this year. I thought of another. Oh, go ahead, Taylor. I thought of another thought that I thought was going to be clever, uh, that the Thunder beat the Timberwolves to take a two, one series lead dot, dot, dot in the NBA mid season tournament. 
but that, those won't, won't be series. So it wasn't yeah. as clever as I thought. So this is a headline. This is a real <laughs> headline. We've kind of already broken this one down a little bit, but you click on the article, you click the headline, you open it up, you start to read. It's a playoff series. So what are the seeds? What seed are the Timberwolves and what seed are the Thunder? I feel like the Timberwolves would be up there kind of, oh, maybe a playing game. It'd be a, it'd be <laughs> a, a playing game isn't a series, Taylor. It'd be, oh, it'd, have, it'd have to be either point. four or five or second round, which seems even more unrealistic. So I'm going to go four or five. That's Thunder tough. or five. That's Ugh. tough. I don't think the Timberwolves are good enough to be three. Six, three would be like obviously more realistic than Thunder, but mm-hmm. Warriors are still good. Suns it would are still have to good. be four or five. Yeah. You don't think the the Wolves can get any higher than four? I think the Nuggets will be three this year. Who do you think's one and two? Suns, Warriors. What are the Clippers figuring out? I worry about Nick? the Suns. Yeah, yeah I like, that's I, the thing. There's so many. I think there's there's so many good teams in the West, and that's part of the issue with this. And I also think there are teams in the West that have been playing together for a while, like like the Nugs, like the Dubs, mm-hmm. like like Phoenix now. <laughs> that have all elite chemistry along with their elite play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's, it's going to be way too much for a new, you know, Timberwolves team to overcome, especially once they're still figuring out roles, once Rudy, Rudy, Rudy gets there. Um, and so of course you're adding one major piece, but you, ex- you exported out several other things too. On, on the, t- on the uh, Clipper side, Jacob, I think they're smart enough to only play, Kawhi and PG like 60 65 games that's true fully knowing if you get in the playoffs and you're healthy screw the regular season record screw the home court advantage yeah you should be good enough kind of payday Reggie Jackson gonna get from the Clippers from like basically carrying that team for the last (laughs) however many seasons that is true He's getting old though, isn't he? Isn't he yeah. like he is getting 32, 33 now? He he like rocks that? the rec specs Kamir needs to buy. Yeah, <laughs> glasses so are doesn't have to shoot make layups, layups with his yeah. glasses yeah. in his other hand. Kamir, hey, hey, glasses to go I was one handed down the court and had it would just sort of flip off the glass because I was holding <laughs> my glasses in my other hand. But he still made it. That's true. Dang it. Goggles will solve that problem. Two more Thunder themed headlines. Both of them are related to individuals. So let's try to move a little bit quicker through these so we can get to the NBA ones. First one Chet Holmgren notches triple double with points, rebounds, blocks. They, the, the first sentence of the story is Chet Holmgren explodes against Houston Rockets and Jabari. <laughs> I Smith knew Jr. that was coming. I knew it. I love it. Houston has all the players that would love to challenge Chet at the rim yes. and get their shit thrown. Yes. That's a good. Point. Give it to Coming me. Down. He's going to block Tari Eason five times. He is going mm, to. This is where I'm going to start getting emotional. He is going to make Shangoon look like a little boy. Just not the only one about to explode. Uh, Lord <laughs> have mercy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Holy cannoli. Holy cannoli. Seriously, the, the, the Houston Rockets are the team this happens against just because they've got. A bunch of guys that want to be the guy and are going to try to iso ball, get to the rim. Chet's going to, they're going to, they're going to do a dribble handoff or a, or a uh, pick, and Chet's going to be on a guard and they're going to be like, oh, I'm going to cook on Chet. He's going to get their shit blocked. It's the Houston Rockets. And he doesn't, he doesn't only get 10 blocks, he gets 11. And I also think this is going to happen. One for good measure. But I, I think my first thought when I read this was that we're going to be tracking this like we did Giddy's triple double. 
rookie record throughout like the gosh, I might've been right around all-star break. Also uh, time is kind of blurring together here, but I, I think we'll be following it pretty closely. Cause I think he's going to flirt with it a couple different times. Sorry, call me here. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree. I was going to say uh, counter to Nick's point earlier about something that completely doesn't happen, which we all agreed wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I think this is entirely very possible that this does happen. Uh, could happen. I feel like maybe against the Spurs, of course, the Rockets are just like drafting dudes that want to go to the rim or guys that play back to the rim um, and just go at the rim and rim run. Um, but I mean, maybe even what other horrible teams in the East could he do this to? But I think he'll get close several times. And I think it actually maybe does happen once. Uh, like he got close. He's been close a lot of times already in summer league, but it's summer league. Matt Clarkson in the chat says, how many times? Which makes me think of the James Franco meme. First time? <laughs> yeah, I would say maybe like, oh, probably only once, twice. That's what I think, too. Once, twice, yeah. nothing. He might have more than one triple-double, but I agree with walks yeah. and remount. Or, yeah. Last Thunder-related one for the headlines. It reads, Josh Giddy matches rookie season triple-double total one week before Christmas. He had four last year, so this is assuming he gets four by Christmas time. That is that's tough. There's for all star break. I'd be all in. I'm a little more hesitant because it's Christmas. I say that Mark Dagnalt and Sam Presti have very clearly um, articulated how this team is going to be run, knowing what they have in Josh. And they are very clear who they are going to run the offense through. Um, and I think that was one thing that KD actually mentioned that kind of, of course, he mentioned a lot of things. Um, but w- one thing that we all knew that didn't really become public, uh, but he was pissed when they took the ball out of his hands and put it into Russ's hands with Billy Donovan. And so I would say they're running the offense fully through Josh Giddy, if that's the case. I think I, that's fair. That That's where he would get the assist from. Yeah, and if my memory serves me correctly, most, if not all, those triple doubles were with Shea off the floor. Yeah? I think that's accurate. Yeah, yeah. Makes it makes it real hard to imagine he breaks it this year unless Shea's Especially that the chemistry in him and Chet wanted to link up prior to, besides, besides all that fact. So they already have that chemistry. I mean, I think Chet's a free three assists for Giddy per night. Should be. And with Shea, too. Really we, should I mean, be. we talked about that a lot. I mean, how many times did we talk last year? about having a consistent pick-and-pop threat or a guy that can just roll and catch a lob would get so many easy assists for Chet and Shea. Exactly. Here they are. I think if 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 Josh has four triple-doubles before Christmas time, we're in a good spot. Like, this team is... Good spot in terms of record or good spot in terms of victor? <laughs> in terms of record. Like, I think they're okay. playing very well and probably flirting with 500. Is that what you want? I, I just want I'm, to let I'm on go. team. Let them play. Exactly. And let's see where the cards fall around and February. Then, yeah, I agree. And if it's not great. And then we'll choose to shit or get off the pot at that point. Agreed. 
Let's move to some league-wide headlines as we close out the episode tonight, guys. Uh, just so the listeners know, J.D. Silva, absolute goon. He threw in a bunch of headlines I didn't know he threw in here. So let's start with one of the first oh, ones. So the, I didn't know teacher these over here. Teacher over here is not checking his, his materials before he passes them out to the student. <laughs> just so winging it. Appreciate that one. Yeah, J.D.'s the class clown. First league-wide headline. Kyrie Irving seen levitating across Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> it's like some Chris Angel stuff. Like, what is this? What's going on? Dude, I have no clue. I have <laughs> this is this is the um the title of the new Game of Zones episode. Yes. There you <laughs> okay, go. Yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm going with Nick on that one. I have I have nothing to say about Kyrie Irving, not because I don't like him, just because that's just a very odd headline. <laughs> it very much is. I love this next one. Headline reads, Anthony Davis, Donovan Mitchell, and Jalen Brunson escape play-in tournament, land sixth seed for Knicks. Bruh. Oh, boy. Bruh. AD on the Knicks, too. Ooh. Oh, man. Oh, that was... Grief. I'm trying Surely to think that team would be better than... the Knicks trade would look like. Surely they'd be better than a sixth seed. <laughs> I like how that's where Nick's mind goes immediately. I don't know. Anthony Davis has made a a Anthony Data Davis, right? The man is the top five player in the world. Maybe he's not playing. That's why he gets traded. Jesus. He tears his ACL. Julius Randle and a first round pick for AD. Yeah, I'm guessing guessing it's Anthony Davis coming off an injury or Donovan Mitchell coming off an injury. We're not counting Jalen Brunson here. Yeah, Jalen Brunson. Uh, Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson, Brunson is on not the a, he's not a star. I just like he can get buckets, but he's not it. He's not it. I totally agree. Not him. He's like a third or fourth option. Scale of one to ten, how mind blown would you be if this was an actual headline? I'd be out nine. That I'd... Donovan Mitchell and Anthony Davis end up. Anthony Davis, he, he's a clutch client. He's yep. going to play in L.A. He's not going to go out to New York. The but... Knicks aren't going to have picks to trade for AD when they're done with Donovan. That's true. Yeah, I, I would don't know. Say... I just threw it, threw it in there because I thought it was fun. I <laughs> I would say we had a really odd trade season or lack, there, or, or lack thereof, and it was just like a one-off. Another one. Headline reads, The West leading Pelicans get three NBA All-Stars. Oh boy, Zion! <laughs> so welcome Zion. to the league. Yeah, Zion Ingram, CJ, and, uh, CJ. Yeah, CJ. I mean, that's it. I'd say who got hurt in the NBA this season again? Yeah, it, that's a good point. Like CJ would have to get in probably, or maybe Brandon Bi would get in due to uh, reserve status or fan vote. Uh, uh-uh. but there, that's I not going to happen. In I think this would be a scenario where the Pelicans make a trade. Huh? If they made a trade, wouldn't one of those guys have to, Oh, maybe. Okay. Maybe they do trade like a BI. Yeah. I and could Kevin buy with that. Kevin Durant. I could buy with that. Yeah. Hey, I, I see think, where you're going. I, don't know I think KD to running us right now. That's yeah. Good I think stuff. KD to new Orleans makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It does, it does make a lot of sense. They, it, new it, Orleans it, has a shit ton of picks. They're all Lakers <laughs> picks. Yeah. You, those could be anything. And B.I. B. is a hell of a player, and he's still he young. He's really good. Yeah. 
B.I., Herb Jones, um, Dyson Daniels, Ooh. Trey Murphy, and, and the Lakers picks. Great package. For Kevin Durant. Back to our Thunder headline, Nick's hypothetical about OG that he just threw out there. We said Jalen Brown. What about B.I.? B.I., Shea, Giddy, Chet. B.I. How did you get B.I. back to OKC <laughs> from all that? I guess I Brooklyn just really wants every single pick they can possibly get their hands on Jeez. and not a max contract player. I don't think they can trade for B.I., can they? Why? Oh, Brooklyn, that's a good point too. because they have the, uh, ben, ben Simmons. Simmons. On the rookie max extension, that Ben Simmons thing is going to screw them. That's maybe 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 they're willing to dump Ben for cheaper than he's worth because of it. We we know the Nets have a history of just like horrible decisions. That this is true. Bobby Marks isn't there anymore though, so maybe they've maybe they've cleaned it up. Curse is not is still there. Next headline: Rumors. Zach Levine, Tamar DeRozan available at deadline after Vucevic trade. Mm, clutch points at it again. <laughs> um, I like how random media outlets are just catching strays from us this episode. No, this is this is actually uh, this is Hoop Central. Yeah, oh, this is a they've aggregated voice. they've aggregated a serious XM radio stream where they messed up one of the players' names and. And, no, and, they uh, aggregated Jake Fisher on the call-in app. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, that would be something. Like The Bulls would be blowing it up, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, what went horribly wrong this season? Exactly. That would have huh. to be... I mean, DeMar? It's going to be really freaking hard for him to put together the season he had last year. Like I think well, last year was a career year. For he him. is he is likely going to be worse. That doesn't make him a bad player, but I think it's unrealistic to expect him to be as good again. Um, Levine, it's going to be an interesting give and take with them because Demar was so clutch last year. It was yeah. like that that um, that Russ season where he won MVP, right? Yeah, he's got to come back down. Like yeah. he's got to come off that high, but at the same time, you're bringing. Patrick Williams back into the mold, who I think yeah. is really freaking I good. I trade a lot for Patrick Williams. So this 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 headline is a thing because they're having a bad season, and Zach Levine flat out says, "I am not signing here long term." <laughs> I'm seeing more JD Silva headlines that I didn't know were in here. I d- <laughs> All right, let's move on to this next one. <laughs> Again, this is a JD one, so you guys can find him on Twitter at JD underscore Silva underscore JD Silva. I forget what his exact at is. Headline, Anthony Davis after Lakers December win in Toronto. Quote, my bones hurt. <laughs> Dude, I read, I read that and I was just like, I can't, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Why does this even oh my god this is what we get for having a god tier shit poster on our podcast the next one's even better (laughs) my favorite part is that jacob hasn't seen these yet because we get his live reaction too jake didn't look everything I thought he just left the ones that we created. I didn't know he went back in while at dinner with his dad. And we're just like rip, ripping him off live. Like you didn't take five oh, seconds before we started the podcast. No, and double not at all. Amazing. I didn't even think. 
my bones hurt. <laughs> Nick, how would you react to this headline? Um, <laughs> Nick hasn't said shit throughout this entire part. The um, three of us are about to pee ourselves, and Nick is just chilling. My bones hurt. <laughs> um, that might be a real quote. <laughs> that dude is always hurt. Maybe what's it like to play through these injuries and the grind of the February? Like, like that, that that actually could be like one of those funny quotes, or like he's getting in his place, and he's <laughs> yeah. like, "Man, my bones hurt." You know, like that could be a real thing. Oh, look how look how positive you guys are being. Is this before or after he tells us he took three weeks off during the season and didn't shoot yeah. basketball? Oh, I mean, Jeez. come here. We can go dark here if we if we need to. No, I'm we're no, I'm good. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on this headline? No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Funny. Next one. Jonathan Isaac to miss one to two weeks due to launch of new book. <laughs> Jacob Niffin misses one to two weeks of podcasting to wait in line to get books signed. <laughs> Gotta go to CPAC to get that. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, oh man! I mean, it sounds like John. It's uh, I would say it sounds like Jonathan Isaac lately. <laughs> I mean, like that's that's about it. Yeah. Got the midterms in November. Maybe it if, happens if around the that. Thunder, if the Thunder <laughs> traded for him, Jacob, could you cheer for him? No. There's a handful of guys that if they traded for, I couldn't just not get behind. We said the same thing about Chris Paul, for different reasons. <laughs> That's true. Very different reasons. I, I used to be very anti-Chris Paul. I changed my tune. If if John Isaac comes in, gets traded to the Thunder, and averages like 22, 10, and 6, I think you might change like your keeps tune. keeps his mouth shut. That's what I... That, <laughs> you, that, you know the meme yeah. of the, the stick man with the smiling face mask over his crying face? That would be me. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's like one of those things where you don't necessarily agree with certain things, but once they start putting on the show, uh, when the lights are on, you stop necessarily caring so much about those things. And I feel like exact, that's exactly what would happen. He'd fit in with other Oklahomans. That's for sure. Last headline. Lillard scores 45 and 110-108 win over the Houston Rockets. I would say that seems very realistic, but at the same time, does that make you worry about Portland? What? Yeah, I was about to say, why are the Rockets com- competing with the with the Trailblazers that much? That's what I would, that would be thinking. But of course, we you could say the same for OKC last year. Yeah, they, they're, they're not supposed to be good. Yeah, that happens. happens. Think about think about the, the years that Oklahoma City was was a good team, and we were all fighting for them to make the playoffs and yeah. be a top seed, and they they lose to the freaking bottom of the barrel teams. They didn't show up. Yeah, yep. <laughs> this this for what will... it's worth. I think Portland's a play-in team. Really? Is and that, that hot? I don't you disagree know... with you. I just want, I want you to elaborate a little. No, bit. I don't think it's. Hot. I think there's better teams than them. <laughs> I keep talking oh, about Portland, wow. Golden, State, wow. Golden State, the Clippers, <laughs> the Nuggets, uh, Phoenix. We're at four. Minnesota is five. You say the Dubs? Uh, yeah. I think uh, the Thunder are going to be bad because there's not many teams they're worse exactly. than. Exactly. Yeah, Minnesota five, um, New Orleans I think is only getting better. Um, I still don't know if Shaden Sharp is a real person. 
that's you like saw him. Movie. You saw him in person for three minutes. That could have been a hologram. So we're already at seven for Portland. Birds aren't real. Yeah, they're just government drones. Why do you think we had a shutdown back in 2020, Nick? They had to I replace th- the batteries. I think you're t- I think you're warming up to Jonathan Isaac right now. Hey. Man, no kidding. Hey, you're in that red hat. Books about. What is that? What, is your, what does your hat say, Jacob? It says summer league. <laughs> Leave me alone. It's a red hat. That's what Jonathan Isaac's Maroon. book is called. Birds? Question mark. Birds. They're just drones. Bird plane. Drones. All right. Uh, what was your guys' favorite headline? Mm. My favorite headline was Anthony Davis says, My bones hurt. <laughs> which, let me ask you this of the, all the headlines we went over, which one do you think has the best chance of coming to fruition, of being an actual thing? Um, Darius Baisley scores nine points off his bench, bench in LA Lakers debut. Interesting. I'd say between that and two players on our rookie team. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a positive one. I, I feel like that feels fair. Like there's you, there's a real chance that happens. You guys know where my heart lies. You know how I feel. And the Lillard one too. Are that you, are you singing crazy. a song? No, I'm just telling you. I'm you pretty guys, sure it's a song. My yeah. heart will go on. I'm pretty sure no. it's like a seal song that, or something. That is a song. Alexei Pokashevsky triple double in the G League. I feel like that one doesn't have a zero percent chance. Like of all of these ones, it definitely goes on the top half of most realistic. Yeah, I think, I, Lil- I think Lillard 45, 110, 108 seems very realistic because the I don't think the Trailblazers will be much better and i think the rockets i mean like and also just things happen uh, i think that's very realistic just because mm-hmm. it's the nba so we got we got the ones between me and nick and then which one did you uh, oh and, and alexi pokashevsky triple level in the g league i don't know i i feel like the chet holmgren one and the josh getty one are like realistic i think but- josh i think it's possible with chet and if it's Josh Giddy, it has to hit, the offense has to be going through him. I think we all agreed on that, yeah. Yeah, and they can't be 29th in offense in the league. Yeah, that means they're finishing plays. Mm-hmm. And they got play finishers in the draft this year. It is kind of funny that the Giddy and Holmgren triple double related headlines are the ones that us Thunder fans find most realistic. True. <laughs> Taylor, of all of them, which one do you think is the most realistic one? I'm going to go with Giddy matches the the triple doubles one week before Christmas uh, with, like I said, Chet, Chet getting the triple double with blocks being a close second. That's two uh, months, two months to get four triple doubles. That's about the time he got his four last year, right? In about two months. That's a good point. And there's more talent around them. We talked about Chet getting them more assist opportunities, maybe less rebounds, but honestly, from, from a least realistic standpoint, I think there's a better chance that Kyrie Irving levitates across the Brooklyn bridge <laughs> than the Thunder trade picks some players at the deadline. I, I, that's a good point. You're, yeah. Of the flat earth. I mean, if that's true, it's possible. You know? yeah. <laughs> What's the headline? They get, they trade picks some players to get better specifically. The headline was okay. The OKC Thunder trade picks and players at deadline to capitalize on successful season. Okay. So. There's a world where they could trade picks and players to capitalize on getting worse 
Oh, success <laughs> if, as a subjective term. If, if um, let's throw a name out there. If, Why would they do that? If a young star tears his ACL and the Thunder trade players and picks for that guy who will not be playing for them, they're trading players and picks for a successful tanking season for Victor. So you ultimately get a young star and Victor for those players and picks. And who's that young player? Next? <laughs> JD is now. We're not. We're not doing this again. I can't. I can't give a whole thing. And you say who's that player? And then it doesn't OG match up with my timeline. Yeah, Jake is like interrogating us. What's next? Waterboarding? Like OG, are you gonna OG is actually house? a guy. Yeah, there's a name. there's a lot of guys I would trade for if they tore their ACL. OG might not be because it's an injury history. Yeah, might not do that. Uh, JD Silva. Fellas. Fellas. <laughs> He's been doing it with a deeper voice lately. Yeah, I think each episode, went, his Fellas. goal is to get deeper and deeper and deeper. Fellas. Hey, you guys, can order uncontested hats. They're up for one more week. Hit that Google form. It's here in the YouTube chat. It's also all over social media. Uh, Silva says I waterboarded him in Vegas. Maybe that's why he ate all of Nick's uh, fries. Who knows? He saw his people zipline. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I it, was, it was Kyrie Levit- levitating. We will be back with you guys Wednesday night for another pod. 8 p.m. Central Time right here live on YouTube. Join us. If any news breaks or any of us just get bored one evening, we'll hop on a Twitter space. Uh, but we do not have any scheduled right now. So follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. We'll chat with you guys soon. Until then, and as always, Thunder up.